Hey guys, I'm Chantel. And I'm Chris. And this is Forgotten Fridays. Hey Tubatics, and welcome back to Forgotten Fridays. Before we start this case, I want to make mention of something amazing that happened recently. As many of you know, I started the podcast as a way to get my friend's case out there in hopes that someone would come forward with information. Honestly, I also started as a way to cope with Susanna's disappearance and anything extra was just a blessing. Well, a listener recently reached out with information on her case. She mentioned that it may not help, but the thing is, in these cold case missing person cases, anything helps because we have so little to go on. I forwarded that information to the investigators on the case, and it made me so happy to actually get a call back from him and knowing he planned to at least look into it, if nothing else. Now, obviously, this may do nothing, but it also could be the missing piece someone needs down the road to figure out what may have happened to Susanna Duncan. So to that listener, thank you for taking the time out of your day to care. And to everyone else, this is why most true crime podcasts do this. It's why we leave the police information in the episode notes so that if you have anything you can share, and please do. There are too many people and their families on this podcast that we have talked about already that are just waiting on someone to bring something to the case that helps crack it. Well, with all that being said, let's get into this case. Chris, I've been holding this case close to the chest, as they say. I wanted to talk about it since we started this, but it's personal and I wasn't ready. But while looking for cases about spooky things and monsters hidden in the dark for our Halloween episodes, I realized there is nothing more terrifying than the real life monsters and ghouls that hide in the shadows of our everyday lives, waiting for an opportunity to strike. Because the true monsters are humans. This is the case of the horrific murder of my friend, Christy Lynn Espinosa. Back in 2009, I was 18 years old fresh to the world and out on my own. I was working at one of my favorite restaurants, Applebee's, and I was making shit for money, but I enjoyed the job because I had made a friend with a much cooler and much older girl named Christy. I genuinely thought she was such a badass. She was 21 and beautiful and was honestly just a sweet girl. I still remember we always made these dope coffee drinks with any and everything we could find before Starbucks was Starbucks like that. Before work, we would go to apartment complexes and get high in the parking lot and just kick it. Like I said, she was the cool older girl with her whole life without her. Do you remember me working at Applebee's? Very faintly. Like, that part of memory seems so, like... Long, long ago. ago like you know how was i a kid and you were an adult that's always so weird to me no no i i was an adult and you were a kid yeah sam no <laughs> but the thing is is you weren't even like i guess you were an, a fully a, an adult at that point but wow i mean For those that means i would have been like 14 yeah we're four years apart so and it's, I guess, like, that is a little bit kind of a big difference, like, 18 to 14. I mean, I can still pull your friends, so, I mean, it just don't matter, you know what I mean? I still was old <laughs> enough somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm not speaking of this. Many dance teams were ruined because of you. <laughs> well, back to this. Mardi Gras was coming up, and she had invited me to meet her downtown to kick it. 
Now, since I was only 18, there was very limited amount of clubs I could get into, but you can still walk the strip on 6th Street, and that is an experience in itself. So instead of embarrassing myself saying I couldn't get in, I agreed and was so excited. On February 24th, we were supposed to meet on the corner of 6th and Lavaca. I waited in that area for two hours that night, but she never came. Now, with that little bit of history of my recollection of things, let's actually get into the case details. On the early morning of February 25th, the burning body of a human corpse was discovered beside a road near an intersection in rural Travis County. Police had been responding to a call about flames that shot several feet into the air on Imperial Drive. Investigators immediately began investigating the scene of the crime. Among the physical evidence found at the scene was a military identification card belonging to a woman named Martha Hernandez. Forensic analysis would later determine that body was that of 21-year-old Christy Lynn Espinosa. The medical examiner determined that at the time of death, Christy had a blood alcohol level of 0.28 and had ingested marijuana and several prescription medications, but the drug concentrations were at non-lethal levels. The examiner also noted Christy had sustained a non-lethal neck injury before her death. Based on the autopsy and toxicology report, the medical examiner concluded Christy was dead when the fire began, thankfully. They marked the cause of death as suffocation. Tests of Christy's clothing and of soil underneath her body showed it had been doused with gasoline before being ignited. Instantly, my mind flashed to, to, to the case with um, the previous woman who was on fire. Stuff is oh. like, oh my gosh. It's just... I'm gonna, I'll stay calm. Yeah, I will say when it comes I just don't to like that stuff. It's just so, like, and then what's this about, like, this Hernandez woman? Like, why is that, why is the, does that play back in? It does, yes. So, like, I get, you know, like, if you're a person that's like, uh, what is it, like, stuck inside of your roles, whatever it may be, whatever color the world has marked you, or if that's who you define yourself as, okay, I understand that. And if that's who you define yourself as, well, then inside your little roles, there's women, you know, like, so it's like, how could another woman hurt another woman? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it makes sense, but it's still stupid, like... It's like you said, humans are the most, just, we are the biggest, like, continue, Shan, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I get it. It's, I am the one of the biggest people that feel like how a woman can hurt another woman, knowing what we have all went through since the beginning of time is despicable, but we will come back to that. So at this point, obviously, the only and main suspect is the person whose identification they found at the scene, Martha Hernandez. So they begin looking into her. Through their investigation, they learn that Martha is married to a man named Kenneth Hernandez. And all attempts they made to contact Martha and Kenneth were unsuccessful. On March 5, 2009, officers were able to make contact with Kenneth's sister, Rebecca Hernandez. At this time, his sister Rebecca tells them he and his wife are in Mexico, but had plans to return to the U.S. At this point, police make arrangements for Martha's arrest on an unrelated warrant after she re-enters the U.S. 
And on March 7th, Martha is arrested in Eagle Pass, Texas. She was brought back to Travis County deputies to whom she gave a recorded statement before returning to Austin in their custody. She then gave them a second statement on March 8th and a third statement on March 9th. The third interview began at 11 p.m. and continued until 3 a.m. I'm gonna play a piece of the audio from that investigation now. In her March 7th recorded statement, Martha said she went to several Sixth Street bars during the evening of February 24th and early morning hours of February 25th. She denied she was with her husband and claimed she was driven home by individuals she met that evening. She denied knowing Christy. Asked about her identification card lying next to Christy's body, she said her purse had been stolen. By her March 8th statement, Martha acknowledged she and her husband had gone to 6th Street together to celebrate Mardi Gras and met Chris, Christy outside a bar. According to Martha's statement, after leaving one bar and being denied admittance to another because it was full, the three went to Kenneth's vehicle for cigarettes. They left in the car and drove to a convenience store on 51st Street where Kenneth bought orange juice, which they mixed with alcohol from a bottle in the car. They drove around, traveling at one point through a toll booth on Highway 183. After they realized Christy had lost consciousness, Kenneth bought a gasoline can and gasoline at another convenience store, drove to Hog Eye Road, removed Christy from the car, and poured gasoline over her body. At his direction, Martha located a cigarette lighter and gave it to Kenneth, who lit the body on fire. The March 8th statement also included the information that Kenneth contacted Martha after Christie's body was discovered. He told Martha she was in trouble and that she should say they had not been together on the evening of the 24th. Martha's March 9th statement added details regarding Christie's death. By this statement, Martha said that Christie became sick in the car after they left the convenience store on 51st Street. Early in this interview, Martha continued to maintain that Christy simply died after being unconscious. Her story changed, however, after a second detective, Craig Smith, spoke with her. She told him that when she commented to her husband that Christy had grown quiet, he said he had given her some bars. She also said that both she and her husband had placed their hands over Christy's mouth. She further admitted that she might have hurt Christy's head by pulling her back to place her hand on her face. Martha said, however, that as her husband continued to place his hand over Christy's mouth, she just put her head down and blocked everything out. She denied killing Christy and said she acted out of fear of her husband. Although she acknowledged there was wrapping paper in the car, she denied it was used to suffocate Christy. Later, she would come to tell investigators that she did try to suffocate Christy. She said she sat in the back and put her hand over the mouth and nose of Christy, who was sitting in the front passenger seat. She then said that after she could not bring herself to do it, Kenneth finished the job. Martha was indicted for capital murder at this point. What makes me really upset about these situations, or what gets me irate, is the blatant disregard for human life. Definitely. It just... I can't reason with it, and I know that there is no reasoning with it, and I've said that before, but it's just like, what is, obviously this person got in the vehicle with you because they trusted you, which in a normal society, in a, in a, in a society where that is 
okay or feasible, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, like this should be something you could do. But that's not that's not uh, the world we live in, where a person can just trust people and trust their intentions. What is what point do you have in hurting or killing this this woman? Like like what what was what was your reasoning? And the fact that both of y'all are in a relationship together is, is really just perfect because y'all are both sick and twisted individuals because normal people don't do that. Normal people don't have those kind of thoughts. And yet definitely, and this is what really upset me earlier, is the fact that what really bothers me about burning a body is the same thing that bothers me in other situations, like leaving a body out, you know, like just out, like just leaving it there. It's disrespectful like it's just it's a disregard for the the human like a humane person could never treat someone like that that is treating someone as if they are an animal or just like a piece of property that could be discarded you burn objects you burn things you know like you don't burn living things right right it's fucked up it's so fucked up And going back on what you said, which struck me the most was that in this society, nobody trusts anyone. And that's how sweet she was to trust them, to think nothing of it. But you also have to think too, to her, she's thinking like, these people aren't going to hurt me. This is a man and a woman. This woman isn't going to want to hurt me because to her, she's a good person. She's a good woman. She would never do that to anyone, but, but she came across the wrong people, sadly. On March 10th, investigators arrest Kenneth Hernandez. Kenneth tells detectives Martha suffocated Christy with saran wrap because she was jealous the woman was flirting with her husband. Like, uh, I just, Shan, I'm not understanding. It's, it's a hard thing to understand, I guess. It's like, so you're just shitty to the max. Like now, now you're trying to completely pin the blame on your wife. When either way, you sat there as she is murdering somebody. Mm-hmm. Me, I think that there now there are a few times, men, where I would ever say you could put your hands on a woman. But if your woman is or a woman is around you hurting somebody, you you gotta restrain. You gotta do something. I'm not saying you should knock this person out, but you should damn sure make sure that they don't kill this person. It right. doesn't matter at that point. At that point, it, <sighs> at that yeah. point, I'm sure I'm sure my mom would be like, I, I'm sure I could call my mom, and be like, Hey, mom, I I just had to I just had to check somebody real quick. <laughs> somebody was out here trying to. Oh my gosh. So you can't act innocent. This is not a point of acting innocent is my is the point I'm trying to make here. This is not a point to be like, oh wait, it was all this woman. No, 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 my dude. This you were there. You were there. You are now an accomplice of anything. If if you're gonna if you're not gonna take the blame, well then you are an accomplice. Another thing, jealousy, jealousy would be a reason you would kill someone. I mean, that's pretty cold blooded. Not to say, I mean, women do do it, not to say it doesn't happen, but God, that's pretty cold-blooded. To make matters worse, detectives have surveillance video from a gas station in the Del Valley area, which, for those who don't know, is outside of Austin, that shows Kenneth buying a small gas can and filling it with gasoline that very morning. Shitty people, shitty, horrible people ratting each other out like the rats they are. 
and they're caught. They're fucking caught. They have him. And they're thinking like me and you were thinking like, okay, cool. You didn't do it. Your wife's a psycho, but you're still going to prison because you let it happen. And even if you were fucking scared of her, you did not call the police after. You literally set a human on fire. No, shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like, and you really thought that that would be a good alibi? You thought that would be a good alibi? Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my gosh. And the fact that, okay, you left the ID there. Y'all aren't, like, this isn't even, like, y'all gotta be, y'all gotta be some of the dumbest damn criminals I have ever fucking heard of in my entire life. And I've heard of some dumb shit. But that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. And, you know, it's not even just that it's dumb. It's 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 dumb in a moral sense because it – like, I'm I not saying there's ever a reason to kill anybody. But a reasoning like – she was flirting – or uh, oh my fucking gosh. Like, there's no reason to ever theory. hurt someone. No, I have a theory to the ID thing. Um, we're going to come to that. So Kenneth's sister will later tell investigators that Martha confessed to her. She claimed Martha told her she killed Christy to steal her identity so she could continue to visit family in Mexico, despite an outstanding warrant in Travis County. I've heard this reason for as long as I've known since back then. That's what I heard, that the ID that they killed Christy to steal her ID. But I want to see what you think about this a little later. Um, when I was researching, I wanted to figure out what this in previous incident is. And what I found is court records obtained March 11th said that on July 8th of the previous year, Martha Hernandez, 26 at the time, became angry and began breaking items in their apartment after Kenneth Hernandez confronted her about cheating on him. An arrest affidavit said Hernandez then grabbed a knife and told her husband that she was going to kill him. He was able to pull the knife out of her hand and place it on a shelf out of her reach. The document said that Martha then pulled a pair of scissors out of a drawer and threatened her husband with them. At that time, Kenneth then runs out of the apartment to get help. Martha, actually Kenneth, excuse me, Kenneth told police officers when they responded to the couple's apartment on Grove Boulevard in Southeast Austin, that he went to the neighbor's unit to call police. He showed officers the scissors and the knife after they arrived. Martha was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and was released on bail. Court records show that she failed to appear at a hearing in October and that a warrant was issued for her arrest. She would later commit the murder of Christine. So... I mean, that seems plausible that she stole the ID. She no longer can travel back and forth to Mexico because she technically, she's on the run, technically. She was supposed to appear in court for this aggravated assault she didn't. So I guess that kind of goes with what I've always heard was that she was killed for her identification. Um, before you say what you think, I want to go over this little piece more because, I, like I said, I have a, a theory about the ID she left behind. Hold no, up, Shan. Yes. I think I think I have a theory as well. Okay, what's your theory? I mean, it kind of like it kind of makes sense. Like, 
I mean, it it would make sense if I was dumb and I didn't know the DNA existed. But to burn the body, then leave the ID, some may think that the burnt body is actually the woman who yep. now would be Christy Mart or Christy Espinosa. Bingo. Espinosa, yeah. Same thing I thought. So, it sounds smart to a dumb person, but that's trust me, that's right. not smart. Why? Because DNA exists. It exists. Right. And they we can, will get, yes, we're going to oh dive into gosh. that more. Now, the theories behind this case all stem from the shitty things Martha's ugly ass has said. Many speculate she killed Christy because she flirted with her husband, like Kenneth said. And honestly, I can't put that past her raggedy ass. But I don't think she accidentally left her identification at the scene at all. I agree with you. I think she wanted someone to think it was her so she could assume Christy's identity and not have to deal with her own legal issues. But at the same time, I also don't think she was that smart either. I mean, to think Christy's family wouldn't wonder what happened to her is dumb as hell or that her ID wouldn't be flagged when she was missing and trying to travel back and forth to Mexico. So I always come back to thinking it likely was as simple as her jealousy that she has exhibited many times before. And whether or not Kenneth killed her himself or not takes no blame away from him. He knew. Even if he was scared of this woman, he could have later went to the police. They drugged my friend and murdered her, then set her on fire as if she didn't matter at all. And they're disgusting monsters that will rot in hell if there is one. <sighs> Most definitely. Most definitely. I had to let that. I had to get that out of my lungs. But I, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to reason with this. But again, guys, there is no reasoning with, with crazy people, especially no reason with, with, I'm just dumb, crazy people. Like these people, don't, this isn't even a brain. One, my mans, why do you stay with a woman? I'm for any any person for my future person who ends up with me pull a knife on me and we're divorced pull scissors on me come at me in any way like you're going to cause physical harm to me i will be when i say i'm going to get help no i am never coming back you'll be like no i am never coming back you fucked up i'm why would i sit there do not guys we have every every case we have ever we've ever seen history in do not stay in toxic situations. They all end bad. It, and I but you know, the sad in. thing is, <laughs> sorry, Shane. No, go ahead. The sad thing is, stay in your toxic situations and you may end up, you know, on these missing persons things that we have. Sadly, let's not have that happen. Yes, and I want to chime in and say that it is hard for people to to leave abusive and toxic relationships and men are sometimes victims of that too and it, sometimes it can be even worse for men because men don't get to tell people hey i'm being slapped by a girl and it be taken the same way as if a, a woman did it and that is the sad truth so many times men don't even know that they're in abusive relationships but being an abuse victim or an abused spouse doesn't give you the right to allow your partner to hurt people. And it damn sure doesn't give you the right to hurt people. I don't care how fucking you scared you were of this woman. After she was arrested, you were alone and you could have went and told the truth. 
Help. I understand. That. You're fucking right, Chris. Fuck that. When she was trying exactly. to kill Christy Espinosa, you should have fucking stopped her. You're a fucking man. You could have did something. You could have at least got out the car and got a rock if you're that fucking scared. But let's be real. I won't say because he's a man, but I will say man, female, whatever you are, it's nothing to just turn around and just give a good right hook. <laughs> It's or nothing anything. or anything, especially so, hands. Her hands would have been if she is suffocating this woman, her hands are now taken out of the equation. She's not going to be able to block an incoming blow. You can stop her is what I'm saying. Another thing. I am not scared of anybody who I it said that he put the knife out of her reach. If I can put something out of your reach, you can't even reach me like that. I have reach over you. I'm sorry. I just like I I won't let that be an excuse. Like he is scared, terrified, whatever it may be, because terror will never like terror. If you are a good person at heart, terror is not gonna fear. Fear will only stop you from you know like. But let fear try to stop you from something that your morals you know like that interacts with your morals. Honestly, what I think genuinely probably happened is when they were out and about and they came across her, maybe she did flirt with him and maybe that did piss her off. And maybe the excuse was that they were going to take her identification. And maybe she left that thinking her dumb ass was some kind of smart villain, but she's fucking not. She a dumb hoe. But either way it goes, I think I think they genuinely I think either she or the both of them just wanted to hurt someone. And it would have been in yeah. that he came across. And do you know what? In olden times, in olden times, they would have been geniuses. It would have worked. It would have happened. Why? Because this has happened throughout throughout history. You can go right. like we can all look at. There are couple relationship things, killers yeah. that are couples, and they would to like pick people. It it creates a sense of like relaxation you can relax around a couple never feel relaxed guys if you listen to us if you really listen to us you cannot trust people i am sorry to say it i wish we lived in a better world if you see me or shan you can definitely trust us i'm not i'm not i mean most you'll get is an awkward moment from the two of us but that's besides the point i'm not just don't trust everyone i love you guys but i'm still not trusting any of you either we're, I would we're, be on edge. We're true crime fans, guys. We know this. We know this. Yes. That's all I will say. Let me. I have. I've gotten in vehicles with people, and they have been on sketch stuff, and I have literally prepared a right hand. I'm just saying, when in doubt, prepare that right hand. Let uh, Let me go for door, and it lock. No. No, if I'm not getting out of this car, you're definitely not getting out of this car either. That's just how it's going. But my main point through all this, guys, is this is sad. Like we like this this woman didn't think that she was going to lose her life that day. She didn't think that. You know, or we don't like no one goes through life thinking that, "Oh, well today I mean, if you're me, I know Shan too, probably, you know. It's realistic, but no normal people they don't go they don't have that thought like oh well today could just be it for me so she didn't have that she thought that she could trust these two people 
and that they would you know have her exactly a 21 year old just going out for a good time she expected a good time she deserved a good time i did foolish things at 21 we all did anyone who is sitting there right now listening to this and you passed 21 you survived That's just honestly how it goes. 21 is horrible because of, like, how naive you are. And, I mean, I know that 18 is, like, a, you're an adult in America. But at in your 20s, early 20s, until about, like, you're, you hit that 25 marker. And I just now hit that where you're kind of like, oh, man, I need to start taking vitamins. It's, it's rough. It's rough. And it's like everything in life is trying to take you out. But, Shan, this is really sad just because... This is another one of those where a woman, a young person had so much life ahead of her that was just taken away because people are fucked up. People are freaking evil. Yeah. Martha's ugly. They wore a nice mask. That's all I'm going to say. They wore a nice mask. Like we celebrate Halloween, but they wore a nice mask. That's all I'm going to say. Martha's ugly ass was sentenced to 60 years for murder. A Travis County jury sentenced Kenneth Hernandez to life in prison, the maximum punishment, culminating an emotional journey for an Austin family seeking justice in the 2009 Mardi Gras slaying of 21-year-old Christy Lynn Espinosa. Each was also sentenced to 20 years for tampering with evidence. Those terms will run concurrent with the murder charges. And that's it. I mean... Luckily, justice was served there in prison. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. I will say this was my first brush with this kind of a thing, this kind of an experience. I still remember the first few days of her family looking for her and things like that. Um, even though, you know, they found her body the next day, but they didn't tell the family that right away. Um, you know, obviously they had to do testing and stuff like that. So, you know, I still remember that. And it's just terrible to know that this could be any of us, L ladies, men, whoever the fuck is listening. This could be any of us. There are monsters out there. That's why this is a Halloween episode, because look at these monsters hiding in plain sight. The boogeyman is the person trying to kill people because of their fucking boyfriend. We all watch this show, You, and we joke about it and we laugh about it, but this shit really happens. Nobody's boyfriend is that freaking banging that he... I'm just saying, this is a bad... My father's name is, is Kenneth, and this is a bad look for Kenneth. This is a bad day. Like, this is a really bad day. I hate Kenneth more than I hate damn near everybody we have had on here. Uh, Daryl, I, I hate Kenneth more than that. I, I don't <laughs> like this guy. I don't like this guy. I really don't. That is so vile to me. And oh, then the way I he tried so. to flip it, I really can't stand that. I mean, both shit, of them you could turned least... on each other. And that's how it always they is. Both, they always they turn both shit, though. Yeah, they every couple, that's how it always is. As soon as they get arrested, they end up turning on each other. The love must have been so strong, huh? I, what is that? That's 
sicko. I don't even fucking know. I don't even fucking know. This is y'all people who be romanticizing freaking Bonnie and Clyde. It wasn't that. Well, that is all I have for today's episode of Forgotten Fridays. Make sure you catch us on next week's episode where we will have a Halloween episode, but we will also have Chris's bonus episode, right, Chris? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Cool, cool. That'll be awesome. Yes, you will get two episodes from us next week in celebration of the Halloween festivities. Make sure you catch us on Instagram at our podcast page, Two Addicts Podcast, for any updates and case info. I will also include links to those um, interrogation tapes in the show notes so that you guys can take a look at those and see these despicable people for who they are. Um, and Chris is still live streaming. I'm sure of it. Right, Chris? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Of course. Uh, tonight, actually. 100%. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Ooh. That's what's up. Well, <sighs> catch Chris or Dinde Long on his Twitch stream and on Instagram. And make sure you catch me at ShareBear32 on Instagram. Other than that, catch us next week on Forgotten Fridays. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. (laughs) 